Yes, more of that Joe Bushkin record here on hour number two of the Cruel Summer edition of the Sunday Morning Hangover. I'm your host, the Reverend Mark Time. Uh, something I've been trying to get to for a few weeks is a friend and I were talking about harmonica records and the importance of harmonica. And a lot of people, it's kind of a lost art. I mean, you hear harmonica on a lot of folk records, but I'm talking about with like a band. And there was this guy, Tommy Morgan, who played harmonica on a lot of 60s hits, including hits by the Beach Boys and many, many other people. And I was... <laughs> My wife's favorite TV show is Green Acres, okay? And I was just blown away by the harmonica playing. And all 63 episodes feature Tommy Morgan. Excuse me, 163 episodes feature Tommy Morgan on harmonica and I was thinking who are the guys that play in the Green Acres band you know the song well it turns out a lot of these guys were studio guys like Vic Mizzy conductor he was the guy that wrote the song Tommy Morgan on harmonica Tommy Tedesco on lead guitar Dave Kahn Lou Singer Bill Pittman on bass and there goes the doorbell uh, Gene Garth Frank Cap and Billy Calkins and Jimmy Bond so, for you, I'm going to play the Green Acres theme in a few minutes. Uh, anyways, I had to let the news director in. Okay, where was I? We were talking about the Green Acres and what a great song and what great musicians were on it. And here we go. Peace. 
Dan Fox, your instructor. This song is the first one you will be playing, and a lot quicker than you think. But before we begin, we will show you how to properly tune your guitar. Find the first string. It is the thinnest one, the one closest to the floor. Now, find the tuning peg that controls that string. As you turn the tuning peg back and forth, you'll hear the sound or pitch of the string get higher and lower. Next, make sure you understand which tuning pegs control the other strings. Band 2. Tuning all the strings. The first string, that is the thinnest string closest to the floor, is called E. It should sound like this.
trouble trap my old thoughts of that and I'll go back to bless we only said goodbye of words I died a hundred times you go back to him and I'll go bring a bunch of vinyl in uh this one i got for a buck last week mainstream jazz piano 16 swinging standards played by john evans and reinhold svensson yeah this is the john evans side of course yeah let's get cool yeah just kind of kick it back here on the sunday morning hangover just kind of slapdash together show i'm sorry I'm really sorry. But that last set was dedicated to how to play the guitar. We heard a little bit of the home guitar course, followed by Lightspeed Champion singing the Amy Winehouse song, Back in Black, the acoustic version. Beverly Hillbillies talking about vittles. The Kinks' house in the country started out with our analysis of the Green Acres theme. Yeah, where else were you going to hear that trick? And where am I going? Oh, yeah. 
I found something online that blew my mind. Okay. Uh, this woman's name is Paula Tutmark. Her father invented pickups for the bass guitar, and she was kind of a Northwest artist. She actually had a bunch of bands up here, girl singer. And her name is Alexis. That's her stage name. A-L-E-X-Y-S on Dot Records. Paula Tutmark. And I just love this song. This is like my new favorite song. I hope you enjoy it, too. It's called The Evolution of Alexis. Mm-hmm. 
Ah, yes, Raymond the Ferb, Soul Coaxing. And I don't know why I played it, but before that, you heard a duet with Lauren Green and Johnny Cash. What a combo, man. Here you had the TV cowboy, and then you had the country cowboy doing Shifting Sands. And we started off with Bridget Bardot doing Bubblegum, and a woman named Alexis, who's also known as Paula Tutmark, from the Northwest, one of our Northwest people. Okay. I told you I was getting real corny today. A little bit later, we're going to be have a discussion with today's youth. But before we have the discussion with today's youth, I want to play for you the new Led Zeppelin record. Yeah, Led Zeppelin. Yay! I love Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin's been playing in Las Vegas lately. They've been playing over at, at the, the Stardust Lounge and... They've kind of reworked their act a little bit so that 
they kind of have more of a contemporary sound. I hope you enjoy this, the new Led Zeppelin single. Hello, this is James Earl Jones for Social Security, welcoming you to Genius on the Black Side. Time was when black singers, composers, and musicians had to struggle in the backwaters. 
Now in the concert halls, on Broadway stages, and on Hollywood sets. They're right up there, front and center. And right up front, I'd like to invite you to listen to a genuine example of genius on the black side. Professional guitarists all agree that the late Jimi Hendrix entirely changed the sound of the electric guitar in contemporary music. And his innovations quickly found their way into blues, jazz, and rock music. In his concert appearances, the flamboyant Hendrix and his wild stage antics was unforgettable. But he had another, more sensitive side. In just a moment, we'll hear one of Jimmy's mellower recordings. But first, let's share some brief words about Social Security. If you've decided to retire and apply for monthly Social Security payments, here are a few tips for you. You can apply at any Social Security office. You need your birth certificate, Social Security card, and latest W-2 form or income tax return if you're self-employed. If any of your dependents are eligible for benefits on your earnings record, you'll also need their birth certificates and Social Security numbers. If you're married, you should also bring your marriage certificate. Even if you don't have all these papers, you should apply anyway. The people at the Social Security office may be able to suggest other proofs that can be substituted. To make sure you get your first check on time, you should apply three months before your actual retirement date. Any Social Security office will be glad to give you more information and help you with your claim. All Social Security offices are listed in the phone book under Social Security Administration. From the second album of the Jimi Hendrix Experience, a unique combination of blues and outer space fantasy, Up From the Skies. I bet you never heard that one before. James Earl Jones introducing Jimi Hendrix. And uh, like I told you, we are, uh, we are talking with America's youth. That's right. Me, old fogey Reverend Mark Time here, talking with two bright, cheery uh, high school kids. And let me find out what your names are. Uh, I'm, you, Co- I'm Cody. Cody? Yep. Satchel. What's your name? Satchel. How do you spell that? S-A-T-C-H-E-L. Satchel. What, what's What's the derivative on that? Well, it's French in origin. Oh. And very unique. Very unique. Yeah. It's a, it's a, in a way, it's a form of marketing. You want a unique name, sticks with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, my parents named me Mark, and nobody calls anybody Mark anymore. So, But I wanted to ask you, where are you guys from? What school? Sheldon. Sheldon High School. Yeah. Oh, that's the... They got a radio station over there, don't they? Yeah. Well, have you ever been in their radio station? I've been on the air a lot over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I go... I. During the school year, I'm on there almost every day. So, you see our board? Yeah. Isn't our board pretty? 
Mm-hmm. Isn't it nicer than that other board or that other studio? Yeah. I've been, you see our new CD players up here? Mm-hmm. We've got three of them. You see our turntables? We have two turntables. Isn't that nice? It's yeah, a lot yeah. nicer than that other station. Don't you agree? I'm in love with it already. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I forgot your name? Cody. Cody. Mm-hmm. So, Cody, you've been on the radio over there before. Yeah. And what was your... Do you have a, a regular slot or... Uh, no, it's kind of like a basic they just kind of tell me what time i should be on around from like 10 to 12 or so, 10 the, to 2. so they just go you're on yeah pretty much it's mostly voice tracking stuff i'm on, i was on live like once and i was live with um the country station um at over at mckenzie river broadcasting like once in the morning so pretty cool well you got a good voice you got that you got that deep radio voice <laughs> how about how about you Satral? have you been on there i was on there briefly in the beginning of the year but cody's done a lot more uh-huh are you guys thinking about going into radio I'm interested in communications a little bit, also government. Well, this ain't communications. This is radio. <laughs> this is like one step below circus clown, okay? It's like, also, as far as pay goes, you'll never make money in radio, ever. Yeah, I know that. You never will. It's like the worst. I mean, this guy's like Howard Stern and Rush Limbaugh. They're making millions. They're the exception. Radio is a really horrible career to get into because what they do is they move you from market to market. You might start off in Nebraska, some little 10-watt country station in Nebraska, and before you know it, you're out in the middle of, like, Minnesota in the winter, you know, broadcasting into Fargo or something like that. (laughs) So when you guys say communications, what do you really mean? I actually want to go into radio. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see. Yeah, I know the business. Uh, Yeah. How about you, Satral? Well, um, I also mentioned government briefly. I'm interested in the human relation, and human relations definitely involve communications, no doubt about it. I've actually worked for the government a bit, so I know how it can work. And so the State Department, they need people who are good at communicating. I think I can do it. There you go. Now you're going to be making six figures. This guy (laughs) over here, he's going to be making like 20 grand for the rest of the Well, I could probably use Cody in my life. I mean, you definitely need someone who's good with radio to get spread the word. (laughs) So, um, Cody, like, if you go on the air, what do you do? What kind of music do you like to play? What kind of format do you have? it's dependent what station I was with. KRVM, we kind of just play like a wide variety of anything, mostly. Kind of like this place over here. But uh, the students, we would just like stay, say what song was coming up. We didn't get to choose anything. Which um, There's a lot of stuff I liked over there, though, too. Yeah. They tend to, well, not the student shows, but the, uh, the nighttime shows, they tend to format all their shows. It's like everybody has a genre, like... Uh, my friends Lloyd and Melissa do Swing Shift. My friend Molly does that Rhythm and Blues show that's on today at mm-hmm. 1 o'clock. And, uh, but I don't want to plug that station. I want to talk about how great we are all here over at KWVA and the difference between our station and their station. See, they could beat into the ground like two hours of like classical music or blues, or they have this show called Breakfast with the Blues over there. Well, I call my show Breakfast Without the Blues, okay? Because anyone that's sick of blues, and you can get very sick of blues if you hear it every day of the week, Monday through Friday for breakfast, might want to tune over to a weird, wacky little show like the Sunday Morning Hangover with yours truly, Reverend Mark Time. So, Satral, am I butchering your name? Is it Satral? Uh, Satral. Satral. Yes. So, do you work for the CIA? No, I work for the U.S. House of Representatives, the, Whoa. US, the U.S. Page Program. You're a page, huh? I was a page. Oh, uh, I did. Now, now we're getting somewhere. This is cool. So let's get into some dirt. Who did you work for? Well, you're sponsored by a congressman. I was sponsored by the Honorable Congressman DeFazio, 4th District. That communist? 
Uh, he's a good guy. Um, I, I definitely kidding. like him, but I like him too. We're employed by the officer, the clerk, so yeah. it's a Lorraine C. Miller. Right. And we're messengers in essence. You help the congressman da- daily. Um, I we were just functioning as messengers, but it's for high school students. That's my day job as messenger. That's oh. the job I, you know, that's where I'm making all my money. But. But have you ever heard the expression, kill the messenger? Has anybody wanted to kill you? Um, we have had some angry interns at us, but, I mean, they're interns and we're pages, so we were better. Yeah. Um, it was a fun time, though. Sounds great. And, you, you, of course, we were doing this in Washington, right? Yes. Isn't Washington great? They have all those big white buildings and just, and then you go two blocks in either direction and it's like absolute poverty. <laughs> yeah, you know? it, it was an interesting city. <laughs> yeah, it's sure, interesting is a good word. See, if you're going to be on radio, you got to be a little bit more, ju- more judgmental. The place is a dump, folks. Washington, D.C. is a total <laughs> dump. But anyways, um, so what are you guys doing? You coming over here to kind of check on the competition or something or what? <laughs> I'm just checking out. Well, I've been to like almost ra- every radio station in Eugene, so I'm just checking out all of them right now. Yeah, and it's a good thing to do. It's a, uh, are you, either of you uh, planning on being an intern at any of these other radio stations? I was an intern at McKenzie River Broadcasting. Right. Yeah. Right. That that's that station that plays all that light rock, right? Yeah. Like pretty much Helen Reddy, and well, you wouldn't know who I'm talking about, but uh, that's kind of what I play here on the Hangover. I play on the Schmaltz because that's really where the action's at. Um, so, uh, you guys are in what year of school? Senior. Senior. You're both seniors, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, you're coming up on your senior year? Yes. Yep. Uh, remember about senior year, the first couple of months matter, and then after that, it's all downhill. You could do whatever the heck you want. You yeah, know? I know. So, we're, by the way, we're, this is the Sunday morning hangover. We're talking with America's youth. And America's youth, I'm sure, has a lot on their minds. Um, Cody and Sotrol? Sotrol. Sotrol. Not, kind of like Satchel Page, but Satchel. It, no, it is Satchel Page, just yeah. no uh, page. Okay, Satchel. It's yes. kind of like a bag, like a Satchel bag. Yeah. yeah. Do you know that that's what Woody Allen uh, named his son after Satchel Page? There's not a lot of Satchels, so the few that I know, you know, <laughs> right. I don't know uh, Woody Allen's son personally, but. Right. So before I ask you this question, I have to get on and say, any opinions expressed here on the Sunday Morning Hangover or by these two young gentlemen here are purely their opinions and not the opinions of management or anybody associated with the University of Oregon. So um, what do you think about what's going on this year with the elections and stuff? Are you excited about it? Do you follow politics? Is uh, an election year? Um, <laughs> seriously, um, I, I mean, it's interesting being able to see what was happening in Congress. I mean... I support uh, someone, but I just feel that we're, it's going. There's going to be change no matter what. Who gets you elected. support McCain, then, right? No, Obama. <laughs> pers- actually, personally, my uh, number one choice was Congressman Dennis Kucinich from Ohio. Mine was Edwards because that guy's got a lot going on. <laughs> well, um, no, I actually did like Edwards until I heard about. Uh, well, never mind. But uh, Kucinich was, yeah, he was very popular uh, among a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I would have supported him if I thought he had a snowball's chance. But he's really, he doesn't seem to have the uh, experience to motivate people to kind of come along with him. He's kind of a loner in many ways, you know. And I think that's his downfall is that he's very much, he doesn't really tend, like when he got up for talking about impeachment, he didn't really have anybody with him. Other people did follow, but it, he doesn't have the same organization that Obama has. How about you, Cody? you voting for Ralph Nader? or? Uh, um, oh, you guys don't vote yet. I forgot. No. Oh, that's too bad. But yeah. you can go to war, right? 
I can't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, with parental permission, I can't. <laughs> I'm colorblind, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm sure that you're kind of supporting uh, Mr. Obama also. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it seems like uh, it's kind of like, I don't know why, but you hear about all these polls that things are running 50-50. Mm-hmm. Do you guys understand what's going on? Do you really think that half of the American people are going to vote for McCain? Do you really think that's true? I'm not quite sure. Because personally, I don't like McCain, personally. But Sasha, what do you think? I uh, I don't follow the polls. I just follow what's going on, and I think Obama's more popular with registered voters. But registered voters always don't count because we have the delegates to factor in. Yeah. So the popular vote versus you know the delegates. Yeah, it's not really a democracy, is it? But um, they do it by state, of course. Yes. But, but I can't imagine that 50 percent of the people in this country oppose Obama. I can't imagine that. And I really think that, and here we're going to bring it full circle back to mass media, folks, Mm -hmm. that the mass media really is controlled in many ways. Would you agree? Yes. Yes. Um, Do you guys have any examples or anything that you could think of that would support my argument? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there are a lot of small, like, actually huge stories that they actually don't really say. They kind of mix it around a bit. I, I have no particular story to example of but like the jeremiah wright thing i guess so. which really was kind of a big to do about nothing i thought mm-hmm. but also uh john mccain got on the katie couric show a few weeks ago and said some absolutely stupid things and they re-edited the interview so that when it ran on the evening news he sounded intelligible he sounded normal and i think when you have the news outlets like cbs actually re-editing tape of an interview where you made a fool out of yourself to make you look better if you're a presidential candidate. I think that's a crime. Uh, you know, that should be a crime. I agree. So, um, well, uh, where are you guys going from here? Are you going to do some... See, we have such a big facility here at the University of Oregon, KWVA. You know, this used to be a ladies' room, right? Do you know right. the whole story? No. no. Oh, we have a show on the air here called The Girls' Room, and it's run by Don and Amelia, and it's called The Girls' Room because this actually used to be the girls' room here on this floor. You might notice there's a men's room, but there's no girls' room. Well, the magnanimous people at uh, the University of Oregon decided that for our lush facilities here at KWVA, they were going to give us a bathroom. And uh, we, we really, we, by the way, we really do appreciate all the support and all the work and everything, all the support that the university has given us, even though the media department has an entire building across campus, they gave us a bathroom to do our radio show from. And and I just want to say, if anybody from the university is listening, me, the Reverend Mark Time, I'm very happy that you gave us this bathroom to do this this show from. Well, you guys have any parting thoughts or anything you want to get out on the air? Any shout-outs to your girlfriends or anything or... Or to your favorite congressman? Uh, well, I, I just... <laughs> nothing? Nothing. You got nothing. I guess so. You guys oh, well, got I'm nothing. Sure, I have one thing. Uh, I know one of my friends, uh, Michael, he per- sometimes performs on 88.1 KWA, and he's doing a pretty good job. So if he's listening, uh, good job, and hope I can hear you perform later. All right. Well, thank you, Cody and Satchel, for uh, coming in and actually coming over from the dark side uh, over at Crosstown and coming and visiting the best radio station in town, KWVA.
Bombay Beach Boys with the version of Pipeline here on the Sunday Morning Hangover. Yeah, we heard before that, Glenn Edwards, I want to hold your hand. And I just want to say I'm proud to have met these two fine gentlemen from Crosstown. Someday they may be president. Anyway, Sunday Morning Hangover, I only got about 10 minutes left. I want to tell you about a track that's on YouTube. It's called Where the Hell is Matt? It's a great video. It's a video about this guy who, he's sponsored by a chewing gum company to go all around the world and film himself dancing with people from various countries. Well, I really like the music from it. It's called Prawn, and it's by a guy named Gary Scheiman.
while I still have these guys in the studio, I want to give them some tips. All right? Some dating tips. I don't know if they're out there listening, but we have a CD by Helen Gurley Brown. And I figured, you know, these guys might need a couple of, you know, hints on this subject, how to get a girl to the brink. Hello. I'm Helen Gurley Brown, and I wrote a book called Sex and the Single Girl. I had so many things left over to say, not necessarily to single girls, but to married girls and men, that I'm putting some of them on this record. There's so much to cover, really, that I think we'll just move right along. Let's start with some advice to men on how to have an affair. Now, I'm not for promiscuity, but I think it's ridiculous to pretend that it doesn't exist, and I think there's far less hurt and more joy for everybody if certain rules are followed. So first, how to get a girl to the brink, and second, how to keep her there when you're not going to marry her. In movies, a a boy and girl sometimes fall into a swimming pool with all their clothes on, and while they're drying off with these big terry towels, it happens. But in real life, if the girl doesn't already have a yen for you, well, she just waits for her clothes to dry and puts them right back on. So, this is real life, and I assume the girl you want is some very special girl, no pushover. So, how do you get her? Well, I believe most girls are attainable by somebody, really most girls, but you have to work at it. I think the reason you don't always succeed is that you want everything now. This minute. Tonight's the night. You're you're sort of lazy, and you aren't thinking about how it is with her. So, rule one is, take time to court her. Rule two, love her out of bed. Laugh at her jokes. Women have fantastic egos, too, you know. Even pretty little slips of girls just love to be thought fascinating and funny. Make her talk to you and you listen. Don't ever patronize her. No matter how shy she is, make her feel that with you she's a dynamo. Rule three, admire her character, even if she doesn't have any. You like the way she handles her job, her friends, her family, her money. And when bedtime comes, you'll have her thinking that with you at least, she can't do anything wrong. This treatment won't work uh, with girls who like to be punished and mistreated, but we're not talking about them just now. Rule four, let's say you're alone with her on a date. Forget the success stories. When, when you tell a girl that dozens of other dazzlers are clawing and scratching to get to you, she knows you're lying. You can hardly go wrong not talking to her much about other girls at all. Rule five. Don't be a caveman. Now, how many times do you have to be told that brute force is not sexy? It might get her into bed, but it won't help her enjoy herself once she gets there, and that, my friend, is what might get you asked back. Rule six, woo her physically. Keep in very close touch with her. It's the patting and the petting and the the kissing and the actual loving that put her in the mood telling her your sexy fantasies may make you absolutely climb the walls, but holding her hand a long time will probably do more for her. Rule seven, act confident, even if you aren't. If she thinks you know what you're doing, even if she doesn't know what she's doing, it helps. 
One man I know, when he's sure conditions are right, takes over like a father. He just tells the girl now, let's get out of this dress, darling. Here, let me take your shoes. And, well, pretty soon she's doing everything, he says. The last rule, suppose all the rules fail. Well, if it's any consolation, just remember, she'll always wonder what you might have been like. Nothing is as romantic as the man a girl could have loved and didn't. All right, another stupid Sunday morning hangover show. I hope you have a great week. Thanks, Marty, for calling. And uh, stay tuned for Radio Tango.